Oh, yeah. How about that for a Monday morning? What's up with you? It is your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, yes. Hello. Louder, louder. Monday. We need to wake up. My goodness. Need to stop breaking things. My hearing, be quiet. My hearing is back. <laughs> before, what? Before three, exactly. Before three things, uh, I went and saw Journey and Def Leppard Friday night in Phoenix because my wife wanted to. It's not something that I, I mean, they're no Billy Joel, let's face it. Right? Um, it's okay, man. What? I mean, it was loud, Def Leppard though. is bad. Hmm. You know, it's nothing but love songs. It's like monster ballads. Okay. You know, they pour some sugar on me. Yeah. I dig it. Other than that, let's I, get rock. I could pass. Armageddon. Yeah, you know, that's all right. Is well, yeah, it's it's okay. Love bites. It's so cheesy. Animal. So cheesy. My wife like tried to make out with me during love bites, and, and I'm like, no, 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 oh, no. Oh my no. god! What? <laughs> if you know my wife, you know I just made that up too. So anyway, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, oh, listen, boy. forget about that stuff. There are three things that I think you need to know. Number one. The Trumpster says he could actually use the military to build the wall. Yes. Maybe he listened to Ann Coulter. I, I don't know. I don't know. But he's, I'll get you details on that. He's like, you know, if they don't give me money, I could use the military. And if you think about it, Ann Coulter made a great point. She said, you know, the military does build like those nice big levees to protect towns and stuff like that. So why couldn't they build a wall? Why, why pro- They could build walls that protect towns from water. Why not protect it from illegal aliens? That's a great freaking point, isn't it? We'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, apparently, according to the Washington Post, they gave, and the New York Times, by the way, they gave Trump credit on the freaking economy. Holy smokes. Blue-collar jobs, it says here in their story, blue-collar jobs are growing at their fastest rate in more than 30 years. It's helping fuel a hiring boom in many small towns and rural areas that that are the strongest supporters of President Trump ahead of the midterms. Under Trump, the jobs boom has finally reached blue-collar workers. Will the last member, uh, and we'll get into that, remember, remember when Obama said, uh, he's not going to bring those jobs back when he's got a magic wand? Yep, yep, gigantic magic wand. That's what it is. Gigantic magic wand. So we have that. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, the, um, the kneeling continued yesterday in the National Football League, the kneeling football league, whatever you want to call it. I know it's a K. Leave me alone. So the protests happened. Some players sat on the bench during the national anthem uh, from the Miami Dolphins. And then God said, screw you. And there was like major lightning and thunder and rain. And they had to delay the game and stuff like that. Uh, there were others that raised their fist as they cashed their <laughs> their paychecks of $400,000, $800,000, a million, whatever it was. Yes, life is so difficult. So bad. Black unemployment, record low. Screw this country and Trump. Yeah, there you go. Three things I think you need to know. Well, that's exciting. It is, isn't it? Those are those are some really big things. I want to hear more about this. Uh, what this concert? What happened there? You want to? Know, okay, so Def Leppard <laughs> opened up. Just keep it clean. Just keep it clean. Journey. They're co-headliners. Journey came on afterwards, and it was horrible. As a guy that works in radio, and that's me, and that's Ryan. And Ryan knows this better than me. Um, Journey sounded terrible. It was really? the it was such bad overmodulation. I don't know who was working their gigantic soundboard, but uh, the guitar was drowning out the lead singer. Which, by the way, I've never. This is amazing to me. You know how Journey found their new lead singer? You know, Steve Perry was their lead singer, right? And then he apparently ego got in the way and money and who knows and 
you know, he thought Journey would be nothing without me, except that the guys on Journey happened to be on YouTube, and they saw, I'm not making this up, this is years ago, this is like 11, 12, 13, whatever years ago, my wife and I saw them in Texas, uh, and then we just saw them in Phoenix, we saw them in Texas like 10 years ago, when we lived there. Um... Journey uh, has a Filipino lead singer that sounds exactly like Steve Perry. Yep. And they found him on YouTube. He was doing karaoke at a, at a Filipino bar. So apparently Steve Perry had a Filipino love child. And uh, it turns out to be this guy. And I don't know if that, that's fake news. Could it be but, that 83 World Tour? That's <laughs> fake news know. I just gave you. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Who the hell knows? Uh, but the dude, literally, if you close your eyes, you're like, that's Steve Perry. Wow. And then you open your eyes, you're like, that's not Steve Perry. It's a Filipino guy running around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but you couldn't, the guy's such an incredible voice and you couldn't even hear it because the guitar was overmodulating. Uh, it, it was overmodulated big time. So either the guitar was racist toward Filipino people or the guy that running the board was because that's just, that's just how people think nowadays. They just think everything's racist and stuff like that. Um, oh, I have so many stories. I have college stories about that too. Things are racist. Everything. Everything. It's so enjoyable to feast on other people's stupidity. And that's exactly what we do here. Um, and speaking of that, holy crap, you know, there's so many things I want to play for you. Uh, we have Jim Carrey being a moron, but do you hear what happened to Serena Williams? Serena Williams lost the U.S. Open, and then she got pissed. Well, she got pissed before she lost. She wasn't having her best game. Um, a Japanese girl beat her, and she's like an up-and-coming, like, big-time player, I guess, or something, or whatever. Finally, tennis is exciting. Uh, because it's usually boring as hell. And, and honestly, women's tennis is usually more fun to watch than the guys' tennis. And that, you know, I used to base that just on the grunting. But it's, not, it's no longer on the grunting. It's also, it's, also because of, uh, um, it's also because of the fact that they don't hit the ball 200 miles an hour. All the guys do is serve the ball 1,000 miles an hour and try to return it, and that's it. The girls do vo- volleys and rallies and blah, 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 whatever the hell they call it. Anyway, Serena got pissed. Apparently, um, and this is what's funny, apparently her coach was given some hand signals. Now, she claims her coach was telling her to get, like, pumped up and excited, right? And then, by the way, they interviewed the coach on TV, and he's like, yeah, you know, I was coaching her. I was coaching her. Uh, but he goes, like, and everybody does it. And I just got caught. But she went off on the referee like there was no tomorrow. She went crazy on this guy uh, and and started yelling at him and stuff. And let's do 71. Seven, first, she... Because what happened really quick is that the guy was like, you know what, you're getting coached. I'm warning you. And she's like, what? Blah, blah, blah. And then he did, she kept running her mouth. He deducted her a point. She kept running her mouth again. Next thing you know, he's like, you, and it was the sec. She lost the first set. This is the second set. And it was like 4-3. He's like, you know what? This is the third time warning you. I'm, I'm, taking a, I'm giving a game to your opponent. So all of a sudden it became 5-3, and the opponent just needed one more game to win, and she did. So Serena got mad. So she started yelling at the uh, the umpire like this first. Here's 71. Here we go. Carlos Ramos in the chair. Oh, yeah. He gets me a thumbs up. He's telling me to come on. We don't have any code, and I know you don't know that. And I understand why you may have thought I, that was coaching. But I'm telling you, it's not. I don't cheat to win. I'd rather lose. But I'm just letting you know. I don't cheat to win. I'd rather lose. And the audience, oh, and then Queens, there, yeah, yeah, I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. Maybe she's right, who the hell knows? Yeah. Well, you listen, she's been dominant for a long time. She's the best tennis player of all time, so it is what it is. 
Uh, however, then she got mad after the guy deducted a point and then a game and everything else. She starts yelling at him like Mac. And you know what? I loved it. It's like Mac and Roas. Give me some, give me some emotion. Let's get some entertainment out there. How about we break a racket or WWE? She did break. That was the first thing. Thank you. She actually slammed on her racket and broke it. And that's why she was the first point was deducted. WWE. <laughs> give me, give me some entertainment. You're paying big money. Give me some stuff here. Listen to this. Here we go. She's yelling at the guy. Oh. Play seventy two if you don't mind. Here we go. <laughs> And she gets up. And are you going to give me my apology? When do you need my apology? You owe me an apology. Say it. Say you're sorry. <laughs> Jeez, talk to your son or something? My goodness. <laughs> like talk to your kids. You know what that reminded me of? What? When some celebrity gets drunk and they pull the, the famous, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? I am more important than you, you peon. Give me my apology. That's that's going to take, a, a you know, some of the likability away from Serena Williams <laughs> at that point. And listen, she was having a bad game, uh, a bad match, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? And and she just wasn't winning, so she's frustrated, and she took it out on the uh, the umpire. Right? She took it, and she, like, went, you know, crazy. And listen, people hated McEnroe for this, and he loved it. He loved every second of it. And now looking back, he's like, yeah, I probably could have toned it down sometimes. I was watching an interview. Joe Buck and John McEnroe. And uh, McEnroe said when he won Wimbledon, um, he was so mad because he goes, everybody in London was against me and everybody, they didn't like me, like my attitude, the American brashness. So apparently if you win Wimbledon, you're supposed to show up to some ceremony with like the queen and everything else. And he's like, screw that. And he went out, like got drunk instead and didn't go. He goes, looking back, I probably should have gone, but I didn't do it and whatever. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, he he reveled in it, and people didn't like him, and it was what it was. When we get back, I'll play for you what Serena said. Serena went totally political after she lost, and I'll give her this. The crowd was booing because they thought Serena got jobbed. They were actually on her side. She's a fan favorite out there because she's been around so long, and she's won. They thought she got jobbed, and they were booing and stuff. This other poor girl works her butt off. And she idolized Serena, and she said, this is my dream to play Serena at the U.S. Open, and she beat her. So Serena grabbed the mic and said, listen, guys, stop booing, please. This is her moment, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and good for her, right? Good for her. For, that, that was a very classy thing to do. Very classy thing to do. Um, so, however, at the press conference, she was asked about it, and I was like, wow, you're going to go there, huh? Did you hear what she said? You have to hear it. It's that incredible, and it's coming up. Don't go anywhere. We'll get it to you in five. 622, Garrett Lewis with you. Morning ritual. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. KNST has your shot at a trip to Our iHeart Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info, standard data, and message rate supply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. All right, 629, thanks for hanging out. On my iHeartRadio channel, this company is so desperate, they've given me my own channel. Just go to iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. iHeartRadio app, if you have that, download it on your tablet or your phone. Search Garrett Lewis, you'll see my page. 
all the interviews that we did in Washington, D.C. last week, they're up there. The Diamond and Silk ones, the Tom Holman ones, uh, Art Del Cueto of the National Border Patrol Council. I would say he's probably the better of all the people that speak for the National Border Patrol Council. Art Del Cueto, wouldn't you? Does it, it, you have to be bald is another question yeah. because they're all bald. But he does have better hair somehow. <laughs> that one's up there. Again, Jessica Vaughn. Well they, all, they all localized the situation with the Pima County supervisors, the dopes they are, rejecting the Operation Stone Garden funds, saying, why would they want to make it less safe? Art, you know, he brought it to us that, what is it, almost 50% of all the drugs that come across the border happen through the Tucson sector for the whole right. country. Right. And these dopes are like, we hate Trump so much, we're not going to let the Pima County Sheriff's Department buy stuff with federal government money yeah yeah blah, morons super that's supervisor dick elias led the way anyway 74 right now gonna be 101 and sunny today so it's uh, the this is the nice fall weather we have here and again iheartradio.com iheartradio app search garrett lewis here all the interviews so serena williams really quick she was asked about this uh you know your outburst everything could you go back would you want to change it blah 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 and this is what uh, serena said to the media in a press conference here we go I can't sit here and say I wouldn't say he's a thief because I thought he took a game from me. But I've seen other men call other umpires several things. And I'm here fighting for women's rights and for Ah, women's equality. Women's equality. And for all kinds of stuff. And for me to say thief and for him to take a game... It made me feel like it was a sexist remark. Oh. I mean, like, how uh, he's never took a game from a man because they said thief. How do you know? <laughs> for me, it blows my mind. But I'm going to continue to fight for women and to fight for us to have equal. Like, Courtney should be able to take her shirt off without getting yeah, a fine. Like, I this agree. This is outrageous, you know? And I just feel like the fact that I have to go through this is just an example for the next person that has emotions and that want to express mm. themselves and they want to be a strong woman and they're going to be allowed to do that because of today. Maybe it didn't work out for me, but it's going to work out for the next person. And then the media showing how biased they start clapping for her. So she was fighting by, listen, she was losing it. She had a bad day. She wasn't winning. Coach got caught coaching her and she said he wasn't and he admitted he did. And all of a sudden, she's fighting for women's rights. Of course, the woman that she was playing against did just fine, right? Um, it's a sexist thing. It was sexist. Sexist. Let me just, let me, do you know what happened on January 21st, 1990? Do you know what happened on January 21st, 1990? Oh, I was at school. Sure you were. John McEnroe was disqualified from the Australian Open. John McEnroe is a man. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. He is a man. First player that was disqualified since 1963 from a Grand Slam <laughs> tournament from his conduct. Was he fighting for the rights of men everywhere? Was it sexist? What's going on? Or maybe he was just a jerk. And maybe she needs to realize she was just a jerk. And by the way, she's talking about this. Some chick like had to take off her top for something and she had a sports bra on. I guess she got fined for... Mia Ham. No, 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 not the soccer stuff. At the, at the New York, at the U.S. Open. Oh. So she was fined because of, uh, I guess they considered to be inappropriate. And I guess she's saying guys have in the past changed shirts, taken off their shirts. I agree. That's a bit much. If a girl needs to do that, she shouldn't be penalized. What is she supposed to do? Right? I think, I don't know if it was the U.S. Open. Didn't at some point uh, Andre Agassi take off his shirt? He used to throw his shirt to the crowd, didn't he, Andre Agassi? And then he shaved his chest one day. Like, oh, my God, he shaved his chest. That that's crap. I agree with her on that. Is it sexist? 
Maybe that is. I don't know. But all of a sudden, uh, Serena is woke, and she is fighting for chicks' rights because she is uh, trying to say that, uh, you know, she got caught and she got busted, and it is what it is. So there you go. I thought, uh, to me, uh, out of the whole, everything that's going on, I thought that was entertaining as hell. Yeah. That's, that's how good it's going on in this country, that I could spend the first two segments of this show on Serena Williams' outbursts. Isn't that awesome? I love it. We'll get to uh, Trump saying he could build the wall at about 7.10 this morning. I think it's kind of a big deal, too. Uh, but we'll do some Trump coming up. I thought this was really good. Uh, coming up, uh, the Trumpster on um, Obama's speech. Somebody asked him, what do you think about Obama's speech on Friday? We played a little bit Friday. And you got it was a classic Trump response. And then we're going to play some facts. That well, it'll be fun. You know, I like to have fun. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. Back in six years, Fox. All right, what's going on? It's six forty three on this Monday. How you doing? Hope you had a fantastic weekend. It is your morning ritual. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster told the Daily Mail, "You know what? If I don't get money to build the wall, I can have the military build the wall." We'll get into that at seven ten this morning. Good for him. Second thing. That I think you need to know, even the Washington Post and the New York Times admitting, admitting the economy is on fire right now, like in a good way. It's like hot, right? It's on fire. Um, Washington Post said blue collar jobs are growing at their fastest rate in more than 30 years. There's a hiring boom in many small towns and rural areas that, of course, are big supporters of Trump. Right. So you have that. We'll get into details on that as well. uh, Third thing. That I think you need to know the the kneeling and protesting continued around the NFL. Three Dolphins uh, protested the anthem. I think one raised his hand. Two were sitting on their butts. Colin Kaepernick, uh, I guess, tweeted out or something. He showed he, he he praised them. He tweets out thanks to the Dolphins player that took a took a knee. Uh, and there was some other stuff that's going on, which is why they are literally ruining their own sports. Three things I think you need to know. Ruining their business, I should say. Ruining their business. All right, so we played a little bit of this on, um, we played a little bit of Obama on Friday, but first, Obama gave a little talk on Friday. He's, he's now on the campaign trail, by the way. Isn't that great? Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is what's great, okay? You ready? <clears throat> just, just follow me on this, okay? Do you remember that time when Obama was stumping for Hillary and it helped her win? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Do you remember that? Remember how it helped Hillary? So, I mean, she couldn't help herself. Uh, but do you remember that time that Obama was traveling around the country telling people to vote for Hillary? How'd that work out? How'd that work out? So, anyway, a lot of things to get into the, this with the examples of the speech. But let's start with some, some funny stuff. So, Obama talked. He gave a speech in Champaign, Illinois, Friday morning. We played a little bit of it. He was taking credit for the economy, which is, which is damn funny, right? So uh, that happened. So Friday, I guess, afternoon or night, whatever, Trump was speaking. Was it It was North Dakota, Montana, you know, whatever. He was speaking, and somebody asked him. Well, apparently, I guess somebody interviewed him before his speech and asked Trump, what, what did you think about Obama's speech? Let's, let's go to his speech, uh, number 67. This is from Friday afternoon. Listen to this. This is epic. Here we go. Somebody uh, very popular guy here was just interviewing me you know who i'm talking about great guy and he said uh, what do you think of president obama's speech and i said i'm sorry i watched it but i fell asleep <laughs> i found That's he's awesome. very good very good for sleeping 
<laughs> so freaking good. So good. Dude, he's in these people's heads. All they do is talk about him 24 7. Well, he's the president. I know, but he's in their heads. Rent free. I wish I could share the story about I heard about apparently. I can't get into details of the story. This is a total personal ego thing, but it's just damn funny. Apparently, I've been living in Jeff Flake's head rent free for a long time now. That's all I can say for now. I don't want to uh, out the person that told me about this. That's all I'm saying. Maybe the, we have a beer club meeting this Thursday. Maybe I could tell a few people at the beer club at Mr. Ron's this Thursday. I'll be there from 5 to 7, beer club for men, where women are invited. I got yelled at by a woman in the last one. We had a late one last month because it was on primary day. Woman just mad. She's like, somebody called me and said, are you going to Garrett's event tonight? And she's like, no, it's only for men. She goes, no, it's not. It's for women, too. And she's like, you need to be, make it more clear. It's for women. And I'm thinking at the time, this is why I call it Beer Club for Men. You're freaking yelling at me? Like, what the <laughs> hell do you want? So, yes, women are allowed to come. It is not a problem. We need someone to rub our feet and bring us beer. So, yes, women are welcome to the Beer Club for Men. Man, she was pissed when I made a crack at her, too, about a sandwich. I was like, well, next time you come, bring a sandwich. She was just... I'm like, God, do you not? I mean, you listen to me like you understand how serious I am about all this stuff, right? I mean, you get it. All right, back to Trump. So he he basically, Obama put me to sleep. I love it. it, it living in their heads. And then 68, um, he, he calls out Obama for taking credit for the economy. Listen to this. Here we go. I think he was trying to take some credit. He was trying to take credit for this incredible thing that's happening to our country. And you look at those bad numbers that were there in the last couple of years, it was this way and going in the wrong direction. It was the weakest recovery in the history of our country yep. since, yep. I guess, to be totally specific, because I'm not sure they've gone any further since the Great Depression in the 20s. Mm -hmm. It was the weakest recovery we've ever had. Mm -hmm. It was barely a recovery. Yep. And now this is called... Not recovery. This is called rocket ship. What's happened? Yep. Uh huh. We have information on that. I think it was. I thought it was 1.8 percent growth over eight years under Obama. Could have been 1.9. I heard. Either way, we'll give him credit. One nine. It's awesome. Nowhere. Um. So that was uh, that was Trump saying that stuff. Do you remember what Obama said on Friday? About the jobs, about the economy and stuff like that. Let's 60, uh, 65. Let's do 65. Obama talking to a crowd in Champaign, Illinois. Here we go. Uh, I mentioned all this just so when you hear how well, hang on, hang the on. economy get, is doing right. Let me get context. He started talking about apparently the great things that he did for the economy, which apparently meant giving health care to people, which was jacking up the, the cost of health care to astronomical costs and people not able to afford it. But hey, did a great thing. That was just one of it. That was one of the things. So he brought up things that he claims that he did for the economy, which if everything was working so well, why wouldn't people vote Hillary to keep it going? You know, but whatever. Listen to this. Here we go. Uh, I mention all this just so when you hear how great the economy is doing right now, let's just remember what? when this recovery started. Uh, I'm glad it's continued. It's cont oh, but when you hear about this economic miracle that's been going on, economic. Oh, yeah. So you know what's interesting about that? Obama right there admitted what? Did you catch on to that? He admitted the economy is great. Right? He said it. He, of course, he said it started when he was in office, which is not true. But he admitted that the economy was great. 
And he's going to go out stumping for Democrats. And what are Democrats saying? The economy is terrible. We want to give back the crumbs or take back the crumbs that Trump gave to you with those tax breaks and tax cuts. So the Democrats are trying to convince people, vote for us because the economy is not good. People aren't working. It's not good. It's only for the rich people. And then Obama's like, the economy's great, and it started under me. So, I mean, they can't even get their messaging straight. So good. So good. So, do you remember... Oh, oh! by the way, before we play what Obama said, we'll do that when we come back, but I want to play, because we'll get to this, what Obama said. Obama not only tried to take credit for the economy, <clears throat> I mean, he, he doesn't even remember what he said in the past, What he because he said right there, right, the economy is great. And he's talking to these people. I just want you to hear the media's, the bias in the media. Of course, I'm biased, but I tell you about it. They try to act like they're not. Before we get to the Obama soundbite, I want you to hear Mika's face from Morning Joe. This is this morning, Mika's face. On uh, Morning Joe and uh, and Mika's face on MSNBC, Mika's face actually said this about uh, Obama and his little speech on well, two of them on Friday. And here we go. And it was really, you could argue, he was campaigning for decency and belief in the system. Uh, quite frankly, belief in this. Yes, the same system where he had his his attorney general tell the FBI director, "Don't call the Hillary investigation an investigation. Call it a matter." Belief in the system. He. It's all going to lead back to Obama about the spying on the Trump campaign. He weaponized the FBI. Yes, that's what it is. Decency and belief in the system. That's why nobody likes Mika's face, except for Joe. And have you seen the glasses on that guy? He's looking into the future, man. Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. So, all right, I'm going to play for you a, a, a flashback of what Obama said at a town hall on PBS when somebody, a guy stands up and says, hey, Trump says he's bringing back these jobs. Do you remember what Obama said? We'll get to that. Coming up. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Seven oh seven on this Monday, September 10th. It is your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. Hello. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster over the weekend. And this is a big deal, but it's being ignored because the media doesn't want you to know about good things, just the bad things. The Trumpster said, I can use the military. I will use the military to build the wall if Congress doesn't fund it. Oh, wow. About time. About time. I'll get into that in a minute. Second thing that I think you need to know, Washington Post, New York Times grudgingly admits Trump's economic policies are boosting blue-collar jobs, the same jobs that Obama said were never coming back. Where's Trump's magic wand? Well, I guess it was a pen, and he's like, get rid of that regulation, get rid of that regulation, get rid of that regulation, lower these taxes. There's his magic wand, huh? Yeah. Um, This is really incredible stuff. A blue-collar job boom. These used to be Democrats, by the way, these people. They were union people, they were dead. Oh, yeah. And the Democrat Party forgot about him. They forgot about him. Simple as that. Um, Now, third thing I think you need to know. NFL players continued with their awesome uh, kneeling and protesting of the national anthem. Oh, yeah. And the NFL announced quietly on, I think, Friday. It was Friday or Saturday that they're not going to enforce any of the rules that they wanted to enforce to make people not protest the anthem, the players not protest the anthem. So they're going full wuss out there in the National Football League. They they just they don't care. 
three things I think you need to know. Now, um, there, there was a big, I mean, I made a big deal of it last week. You know, can you play the Mitch McConnell soundbite from last week, the short one? Good old Mitch, yeah, on uh, Brett Baer's show on Fox. Announced, and remember, Republicans control the House, the Senate, they got Trump. They do need 60 votes in the Senate. They have 51 Republicans. So they're not going to get any Democrats to vote for this. So Trump's like, we need Republicans. Uh, still, it bothered me that Mitch said this. Here we go. Since 1997, we still are in favor of the wall. We still want to get funding for the wall. But we think the best time to have that discussion is, is after-, after the midterms. Really? Swamp monsters. I tell you, man. I tell you. So, um, made me mad. And Coulter, who actually was at that event last week in D.C., we actually ran, when Ryan and I were checking in, uh, she walked in right behind us. So we're like, hey, what's going on? And she was like, oh, Arizona, what do you think of John Kyle? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Ann is just so pro-wall. She's pro-Trump. I think Ann sometimes is a bit out there in certain things. She said Trump is now the worst negotiator she's ever seen. I'm like, okay. Calm, what? Calm. Yeah, she's, calm down, Ann. Calm. Listen, she loves listening reaction. She has her own ideas, thoughts. It's great. Cool. Perfect. Anyway, she went on Tucker Carlson's show, I want to say Thursday. Uh, I actually saw some of it. We were flying home, Ryan, and the, the airline actually had the TVs in the back of the seats. What a world. What it's a so world! Amazed by that, you know. I but you know what? It's you know because I went on I, <laughs> I went on vacation to Florida with my wife and kids and dealing with the uh, the baby on a flight across the country to Florida uh, in, in no TVs. You're just like, oh my god, I'm ready to jump out. Like, where's the emergency exit? I just want to go. So now there's no kids, no wife, nobody bugging me, and I could watch stuff and not be bothered. It's uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. So anyway. So Ann Coulter said, why doesn't Trump just use the military, right? But this is what's great, too. We've been screaming for presidents to listen to us, mm-hmm. right? And politicians, all, it could be president, it could be congressperson, it could be a mayor, it could be a senator. You know, we're not stupid. I'm not stupid. You dope. You corrupt up. Listen. And we finally have a guy that does, and the media likes to criticize him. Oh, he just, he learns his things by watching television and blah, 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 blah. Uh, yet, you know, why do people have you on TV, you, you, you dummy? Because you're sitting there telling, saying what Trump should and shouldn't do. He observes. He's a great man. The, the thing about Trump, and I've said this before, there is an art to being a great manager. You, it's like being a great coach. You have to hire the right assistants, hire the right people, and then let them do their, their jobs, right? That's what you're, and too many managers get paranoid and like to micromanage. And try to tell people what to do and how to do it. And you're like, get the hell out of here. And Trump is a new, I'll never forget one of the debates. They said, how are you going to make Washington different? How would you be different? He said, he said, they said, what are you going to do differently? And he said, good management. And they all laughed. All these professional politicians laughed. And I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're freaking talking about. Like, it is, it is incredible. So anyway, Ann Coulter goes on Tucker Carlson's show. And she says, I don't know why Trump just doesn't use the military. Like, he has this card. He can order the Army Corps engineers, to say, we're going to build this. We're going to build this wall. And she said, he doesn't need Congress to fund it. He's getting a, def- you know, the defense is going to be, the, the, the bill he's going to sign is going to be 700 and something billion dollars for one year of defense. One year. That's going to be the, the extra stuff. So she's like, they build levees. Remember around Hurricane Katrina, around New Orleans, they had to build levees. Yep. They had to build this. Yep. Well, why couldn't they also, they build a wall to keep out water. Why not build a wall to keep out terrorists, illegal aliens? Why not? 
Well, bada boom, bada bing. Next thing you know, there's a story Saturday in the Daily Mail. And it says Trump says he could use the military to build his wall if Congress won't fund it through Homeland Security's budget. And he won't rule out another government shutdown to get his way. And Trump, and we played the soundbite on Friday, he said, I don't want to shut down the government because I'm being told that we're doing great in races and I don't want to put people in a bad spot and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it. I get it. But I love how he goes back and forth. Now, the haters are going to say he's crazy, he's nuts, he's this, he's that, blah, blah, blah. If you get Trump, and I believe I do get Trump, when he goes back and forth on this, it doesn't mean he's crazy. It's called negotiation. And he's keeping the other side on their toes because they don't know where he's coming from. They have no idea what he's trying to say, and they're going to get owned when it comes to the negotiation. He doesn't put all his cards on the table. He confuses them. And then when he butters them up and he's all nice, he gets his way. It's, it's brilliant. It's the art of the deal. So anyway, Trump said, again, he could use military resources to finish the, the border wall. He wouldn't eliminate getting, you know, the government shutdown. He said, quote, we have two options, he told the Daily Mail. We have military, we have Homeland Security. He was asked specifically about using the Army Corps engineers as a taxpayer-funded construction crew. He said he'd prefer to have, uh, you know, have this funded the old-fashioned way, but I have other options. He wants about $25 billion. The possibility of diverting Pentagon funding and assets to build a border wall is, uh, it says here's a whole card the president is holding out but has never directly acknowledged before. Now, again... Did he get the idea from Ann watching Tucker Carlson show? Two Defense Department officials told the Daily Mail.com back in August the Army Corps engineer could take on the task. Again, like I said, they build the levy, they build the levees that hold back massive walls of water. They could they can build one to hold back drugs and human traffickers. What do you think about this? 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can comment, you can hit me up on Twitter at Garrett Lewis. This is this is good. Again, when it came to the the shutdown idea, he said Trump said if it were up to me, I don't want to say up to me because it is up to me. I would do it. I think it's a great political issue. But he said some Republicans in Congress are facing tough election fights. They've counseled me for more patience. Quote, they have races, they're doing well, they're up. And you know, they want the way they look at it might be good, might be bad. I love when he goes back and forth on that. I I he just people get so they they don't know what to think. They don't. It's a lot different when Obama was like, we're going to get out the troops from Iraq at this time. And the terrorists just sat and waited until they left, and then they continued attacking, or they started to attack even more. Um, so Trump said he wants it done the old-fashioned way, but he said, quote, I'm looking at the option very seriously. Very seriously. So I thought that was kind of a big deal. Right? Is it going to set a precedent? Is it going to make things hard for future presidents if they don't get their way? Look, you know what'll be funny is that if Trump does this, and I hope he does, just to shut these weasels up in Congress, right? If he does this, the media is going to lose their minds. Democrats are going to lose their minds. John McCain's going to be spinning in his grave, screaming about regular order, regular order, whatever the hell that is. Anyway, so. I know it's crazy, right? How can how can I say that? So that's going to happen. Yet none of these none of these jerks said anything when Obama was like, "All you illegal aliens, I'm going to by myself say we're not enforcing the laws on the books, and you get to stay here because I say so." 
which is illegal. And the judge has announced he's probably, he said, I'm probably going to end DACA. That's what the judge down in Texas just said. I'm going to end DACA. I'm not going to do it just yet. I'm going to give Congress a little more time, he said. I don't think this judge, I think the judge should just rule on it, legal or illegal, and move on. But he said, I'm going to end DACA. But I'm going to give Congress a little bit more time to figure it out. So Obama illegally does what he does, waves the magic wand, does what he does. Trump actually legally can use the Army Corps engineers to do his thing, and they'll act as if it's illegal, immoral, the worst thing. He doesn't, this is not how Washington works, all this stuff. And yet these same dopes were just silent, right? Just silent when it came to DACA. And of course, Martha was pushing DACA. I just wanted to throw that one out there, by the way. Let me remind you again, Beer Club for Men this Thursday, Mr. Ron's 5 to 7 Oracle and Rudisil. I'll be there. And I really, I can't say it on the air, but I really want to tell people the story that I found out when I was there in Washington, D.C., that apparently I'm living in Jeff Flake's head rent-free. I wish I could say the story on the air. I, I, I don't want to get the person that told me in trouble. For the first time in my life, I'm caring about other people. <laughs> um, but, it, I mean, Ryan heard it. It was a good story, wasn't it? Hilarious. It was a real, oh, I mean, and you have to hear. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. They might get mad. I might get a text. They might get mad at me and say, shut up, dude. But I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Hey, it's an invite. Show up to the beer it, club. Yes. You'll hear about it. Exactly. Maybe. If you ask me. If Nicely. you ask me. And by the way, when you go, don't be afraid to come up to me and be like, hey, yep, yeah, cool. Because sometimes I go up to people and they're like, who are you? Like the one or two people that show up that aren't listeners. One or two. Usually it's Mr. Ron. He's like, who are you? Anyway, so uh, 719, you can comment. I thought it was a huge story about Trump with the whole uh, building the wall on his own. And um, it didn't really get a lot of play, did it? But what, what is the media talking about? That stupid Woodward book? And, and uh, th- this whole situation about this anonymous New York Times writer. You know, I don't care. I get why Trump's upset because he's going to sit back and say, who is this person? If I start saying in private meetings about stuff I want to do with China, is this going to be leaked out now in another anonymous op-ed? I, I get it. I get it. Anyway, we have a lot more to talk about, uh, including uh, Jim Carrey on socialism. Jim, what a dope this guy is. He's, you know, I bet you he just single-handedly destroyed our negotiations with Canada. He's he's Canadian. He's a Canadian guy. Go back to Canada, Jim. Where was the opportunity there, right? So uh, wait to hear what he said about socialism, but I got to tell you about something else, too. This is incredible stuff. Um, a, A group of fast food workers are demanding that they be allowed to wear a certain kind of pin on their clothes. Why are you laughing? Hey, sir, they're flipping burgers. Is that a burgers. pledge pin? It, it kind of <laughs> is. It kind of is. So they are demanding to wear this. And the employer finally said, no, you can't. It reminds me of the NFL a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'll tell you about the pin coming up in about five. And then we'll get to Jim Carrey as well with his awesome socialism. Do not go anywhere. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Relation. 728, thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Remember, iHeartRadio.com or the iHeartRadio app. If you search Garrett Lewis and either one, you will find my channel and all the interviews that I did in Washington, D.C. Ryan put them all up. Diamond and Silk. Again, Tom Homan, Jessica Vaughn. These were all great interviews. Great interviews. There's like, what, 12 of them up there? I don't know. Is there 16? that many? It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, either way, it's a week's worth of work for me per, <clears> per one, so... Is that is really? <laughs> yes. I mean, if you don't know the truth, then yes. Just keep saying it. 
You are fake news. Um, it's going to be 101 today. And you are fake news. Thank you. Thanks, Don. 101 today. Uh, enjoy it. Sunny and hot. 101. It's not letting up anytime soon, and it's obviously because you're driving a big SUV or something like that. You. Uh-huh. So, um, I read this story, and I was laughing. Uh, and I'm like, is this really like a union? Like, what is going on? I mean, you have some of these people that make... They're not really unions. Now, the unions are trying to unionize, like, the legitimate or... I don't want to say I don't like unions, so... Um, like the SEIU, like normal unions. We're trying to unionize fast food workers, right? And you deserve 15 bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, because we want to get your dues. And of course, they're like, join us. We'll help you get it. And then your 15 is actually going to be like 11 before taxes. We're going to get our cut and then blah, blah, blah. So anyway, there's a there's a fast food chain up in the Northwest where they're really weird. Um, And it's called Burgerville. Burgerville. This story is making me hungry. Burgerville, where you go there, and I'm assuming you get burgers. So anyway, apparently the the workers there wanted to wear pins. Like you know, Ryan and I were in the airport. We passed the, we passed the TGI Fridays, and Ryan made the joke about the flare. Hey, you having a flare on? And <laughs> so apparently they want to put on some flare too when they work at the Burgerville uh, fast food joint. Right? It's a it, it's it's a chain up there in the Northwest Pacific Northwest. Um, they wanted to wear pins that said "Abolish ICE." Really? No one is illegal. They want to do all this while they were working. Imagine you go into Burgerville, and they're like, Hi, welcome to Burgerville. Can I take your order? And you see they got the Abolish Ice Pin. You're like, really? So apparently they were mad when the restaurant chain revised its button policy after some employees came to work wearing these these pins. And here's here's the great hope for I have for you, okay? Or the great news. I hate the word hope because Obama ruined it. The great news is that apparently customers were very offended by the in in the Pacific Northwest. Customers were offended by abolish ice and no one is illegal. People were offended by that. This is like the Seattle, like Washington area. This is up up in the Pacific Northwest, wherever the heck they are. They they, they just said Pacific Northwest. So I'm assuming it's up in there. You know, Portland's crazy town. Seattle's crazy town. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Let's say in Long Island, Oregon. So. um, So. The, the burger joint had to put out a statement to Fox News because it got out there. Some of our employees have been wearing buttons expressing their political views at work at freaking Burgerville. While Burgerville had a longstanding verbal policy prohibiting the wearing of personal buttons, we didn't have a written policy about this. So the people wouldn't actually, the employees wouldn't listen. They had to put out a written policy because they said we had to keep its facilities inclusive, meaning we didn't want to piss off the people that have a brain. That's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, and the workers were still mad. You ready for this? I'm not making this up. The company said the new rule goes into effect this coming Thursday. The decision comes during negotiations with the fast food chains union, Burgerville Workers Union. It's an ice. The Burgerville Workers Union. Like you're flipping burgers, you're making fries. I'm not taking anything away from you, but you could be replaced like that. The burger. Oh, Ryan's on the website. The burgers do look delicious. These burgers are making me hungry. Mm-hmm. So uh, the union on Facebook said that <laughs> in a statement on Facebook, the union called on corporate to instate a policy allowing the political protest pins to be worn at work. And what's funny, again, at least Burgerville said, no, you are not allowed to do this. <laughs> Yet the NFL is too scared to tell their players, listen, just shut up and stand for the anthem, you idiots. You're making a gazillion dollars. What are you doing? Stand for the anthem. So, uh, yeah. 
apparently, the HR director of Burgerville told the Oregonian guests provided feedback that they didn't want to see the personal and political messages while they ate. Additionally, some employees expressed that the content of the buttons was drawing unwanted attention that made them uncomfortable. And there you have it. So let the Democrats continue to run on abolish ICE and amnesty for everybody and you name it and blah, 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 blah. People don't want this. You even, know up they do the, want, even up in the Pacific Northwest, what, what do they want? They want the peppercorn cheeseburger. Oh, my they God. Want. I wouldn't go for that one. Tillamook cheese. Tillamook is good, but I wouldn't go for that. You want the colossal? No. I can't go for any of that stuff anymore. Again, I look... How many times have I to tell you, Ryan? You know my wife. She looks at me as an object. That's it. Well, they do have a vegetarian burger for you. I... Shut up. Look at... I have a, I have a hell of a brain. <laughs> and my wife literally is like, I only married you for your body. And, I'm, 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 and here's the thing. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And if you know my wife, you know that's true to be also. So there you go. It's, uh, that's not fake news. <clears throat> 733. So uh, they want to wear abolish ice and no one has illegal pins at work. And they're like, no, no, you can't. And people don't want to see it. I love it. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. And they had to do a uniform policy to say it's not allowed. <clears throat> Imagine trying to do that here. Imagine the outrage. Like, I wouldn't even do that. Like, I know I wouldn't do that. All right, common sense. But that's, you know what? Go ahead, Burgers Union. You know, we have the Bus Riders Union down here. It's like on the same level. Where's our union? We have no. I don't want one. I don't like anybody else. Anyway, 734. When we come back, you can react to this. Also, Jim Carrey on socialism. You got to hear the the, the genius, genius commentary of Jim Carrey on Bill Maher's show on HBO about socialism. It's unbelievable. It's coming up. Here's Fox. Word. 743, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster told the Daily Mail over the weekend, you know, if Congress doesn't fund the wall, I could use uh, Pentagon services, I could use Homeland Security money, yep, all that stuff. Army Corps engineers, I could build it myself. I may do that. I like to get it funded by Congress, but I may do that. Which, Thank God, man. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the economy is booming, and even the New York Times and Washington Post had to admit this. Uh, incredible stuff. Um Blue-collar jobs growing at the fastest rate in more than 30 years, according to the Washington Post. They're admitting this. The headline was, under Trump, the jobs boom has finally reached blue-collar workers. And, of course, they said, will it last? (laughs) They always have to put some kind of negative spin in there, right? Third thing I think you need to know. NFL players continue to kneel around the NFL. Maybe not as many as last year, but Dolphins players, it continued They still don't care, and they still don't get it, and the NFL's going wuss. They said they are not going to enforce any of their uh, national anthem rules this year. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Three things I think you need uh, to know. By the way, the Trumpster just tweeted something. Before I get to Jim Carrey, the Trumpster just tweeted. Maybe he was listening to the show. I swear to God, he he just tweeted, quote, President Trump would need a magic wand to get to 4% GDP, stated President Obama. I guess I have a magic wand, 4.2%, and we will do much better than this. We have just begun. What are the odds that I talk about that and Don tweets it? What are the odds? (laughs) Could you say he has a magic stick someplace? He's beating the economy with it? Listen, just just saying. I'm just saying, Just, Just saying. Just saying. Hmm. So we have that, which is nice. Now, um, Canadians. 
Don't you like how I start that? Canadians. Canadian walks in the bar and says, what do you have for free? Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is on Bill Maher's show. Did you bleep out the curse that he did? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. I hope. Yes. Are, you, are you sure? Yeah. You did? Okay. Right? Okay, good. Did I do that? I know. It was a while ago. Like hours ago. But still. So Jim Carrey is on Bill Maher's show. And they're talking about how Republicans are using the word socialism to scare people. Hello, Bernie Sanders is a freaking socialist. I'm a democratic socialist. You're a socialist, dude. What are you trying to fancy it up or hide it with a Democrat? Then you have the uh, Ocasio-Cortez chick. She's like, I'm a socialist. I'm not going to run from it. I don't care. They're socialists. Hello? When you want to give people everything for free from the government, and the government, by the way, funded by the taxpayers, the taxpayers pay for it one way or the other, that's socialism. When when they want to get involved and take over industries... That's socialism. It's not good. Can you tell me one place where socialism has worked? Down in Venezuela, they're eating dogs on the street because they have no food because socialism has destroyed that country. And by the way, I think they have like the one of, if not the largest, I thought we have the largest, but we're neck and neck, the amount of oil they can produce and export. I mean, they should be literally taking baths in gold. And they don't do that. They don't do that. So Jim Carrey, the dopey comedian who, who like lost his mind. He hasn't been funny in, what, 10, 15 years? Easily. Lost his mind getting all political, crazy things on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Just because These people are crazy. Just because you are a celebrity doesn't make you smart or well-known or well-versed or whatever, you know. Or But they act like, you know, well, my opinion, blah, blah, blah. Which, by the way, didn't help out Hillary to win, did it? Obama and Hollywood couldn't get Hillary elected. Anyway, I want you to hear Bill Maher and Jim Carrey, number 63, talking about socialism. We have one more to play after that. Listen to this. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Republicans are running with the word socialism. They're trying to say... They're trying to scare people. They're scare people. It's communism. It's Venezuela, Trump says. You're, we're going to be living in Venezuela. I grew up in Canada, okay? We right. have socialized medicine. And I am, I'm here to tell you that this bull line that you get on... All of the political shows from mm. people is that it's a failure. Mm. The system is a failure in Canada. It is not a failure in Canada. I never right. waited for anything in my life. I chose my own doctors. My mother never paid for a prescription. It was fantastic. And I just got back from Vancouver, and I keep hearing this, like, Canadians are so nice. Canadians are so nice. They can be nice because they have health care. Well, little did you know there's no waiting rooms at all <laughs> anywhere in Canada or the Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? 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 Regina? In Regina, Saskatchewan? Yes. So I'll get this in just a second. You got you to gotta love that, don't you? It's, it's terrible. I never had a problem. That's why people literally come down to America from Canada to have surgeries. Uh, we were friends with a guy. He used to be the GM of the Buffalo Sabres, Darcy Regeer. Um, Canadian guy. He also played for the New York Islanders, was assistant GM. My brother and his son played hockey, so we got to know him. And his either mother or mother-in-law, I'm trying to remember, this is 20-something years ago, 30 years, 20-something years ago. Um, his mother-in-law was coming down to America for surgery because it was like a six-month wait for some kind of hip or knee surgery in Canada. Right? Incredible stuff. And I'll never forget, I heard an interview. Do you remember a WWE wrestler named Val Venus? He lives no. up in Phoenix. Okay. Anyway, Val Venus, I think he was back in the 90s, stuff like that. He's a Canadian guy. 
he said he never realized he was brainwashed from the Canadian public schools about socialism and socialized medicine, that it was the greatest thing of all time. I heard him say he said that he was wrestling and he got hurt. He he like tore his shoulder or something. He was jumping from the top turnbuckle. Something bad happened. He's like, oh, my goodness. Went back. They said, uh, he's like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And he said, I thought I'd be out for weeks. I thought I'd be weeks until I could get seen. But he's an American now. And they said, all right, hang on. He said, I was amazed that I was actually able to get an appointment on a Monday to get an MRI on my shoulder. Right? To get an MRI on my shoulder. And he said it would take at least six weeks in Canada. He said, on top of that, they got me into a specialist after uh, Monday. They said, yep, you tore your thing. You tore it apart, blah, blah, blah. And he said, all right, you know, how long until my surgery? They go, we could probably get you in Thursday. He's like, wait, in like three days? Oh, yeah. He said, this never, ever, ever would have happened in Canada. He said, that's when I realized I've been told lies. We were brainwashed. All this stuff. We were just brainwashed, flat out brainwashed. I have more from Jim Carrey coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's just 750. We're a little bit late. We'll get to it either at the end of this hour or beginning of next hour. And then Ryan just found a YouTube video of Val Venus going off on universal health care. We'll get to that. We gotta, I don't know if he curses. We have to listen to the whole thing. But we'll get to that, too, just so you know I'm not lying. I don't do fake news. 750, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Well, that's not weird at all. That is you sure? You want to know why? It really is why, because you do it, too? Well, they used to, they, they shaved my dog. And I would watch them on the on the shave cam. <laughs> they have they do grooming, they, so they, yeah. They, they shave my poodle. Oh my god! What? Are you I, talking about dogs? Yes. Okay. I just it, wasn't sure. It was just interesting. I'm like, he's never that good with us. Is that what you call it now? You call it a poodle? Yeah. Okay. And you get the standard poodle cut. Uh, it's very nice. <sighs> It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. That's one of the bonus things you need to know is that Ryan has not one, not two, but three poodles. Yes. You ever take Ryan to be a poodle guy? Huh? Poodles. Yeah, it's the second smartest dog. I can't name anything smarter than me in my house. <laughs> and they're great. They're great poodles. They're, they're fantastic. They're poodles, but they're great. They're great. They're poodles. <laughs> And and Ryan, by the way, doesn't want to ever be accused of being racist, so he's a black poodle, he's a white poodle. And an apricot poodle. There you go. <laughs> Got them all covered. It's a it's very diverse household. <laughs> uh, see, we get, we get away with this, because you get it. I think you, do you get it? I think you get it. Three things I think you... I'm going to get it later. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, you so. are. Oh. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Trumpster told the Daily Mail over the weekend... I I just may build that uh, that wall without Congress's funding. I could use money in the uh, Homeland Security budget, the defense budget. Oh, yeah, Army Corps engineers, they could do it. I'd rather have it funded through Congress, but if they don't do it, I might do this. First time he's ever said it publicly. Mm-hmm. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the economy that the Democrats say is terrible, uh, Obama said it was good. And the reason he said that is because he said he started it because his ego is so big. His ego is actually bigger than Trump's ego. Um, so uh, he, he's, he's going out stumping for Democrats and he actually went against their talking points, which is the economy is great right now. I mean, why, why would you want to vote for someone else? Right. Uh, and you know how good it is. The Washington post and New York times have admitted that Trump's economic policies are, are getting people into jobs like the blue collar, blue collar jobs are growing at their fastest rate in more than 30 years. 
Uh, these are former Democrats, by the way. New York Times said Trump's policies are reaching people outside the Democratic Party's base of coastal cities. Oh. So who will be the people that vote against Trump? New York and California. You can have it. We'll take everything else. Third thing, I think you need to know, this is big. Uh, there are reports out there. Axios reported that President Trump is close. President Trump's allies say he is close to declassifying documents related to the government spying on uh, Carter Page, the former Trump campaign advisor, and FBI documents regarding the Justice Department official Bruce Orr. Trump is very close to declassifying these. What is it going to show? Oh, 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 boy. Three things I think you need to know. All right, let's play the Jim Carrey ones. We'll play them back to back. Well, we'll play the first one again if you missed it. Jim Carrey, I just love this whole thing about socialism. Um, socialism is apparently like the greatest thing of all time or something. Uh, Jim Carrey, along with Bill Maher on Bill Maher's show, listen to this. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Republicans are running with the word socialism. They're trying to say, trying to scare people, scare people, communism, Venezuela, Trump says, we're going to be living in Venezuela. I grew up in Canada. Okay. We have socialized medicine. And I, yet you moved to America. Why? Go ahead. And I am, I'm here to tell you that this line that you Mm. get on all of the political shows from people is that it's a failure. The system is a failure in Canada. It is not a failure in Canada. I never mm. waited for anything in my life. Mm. I chose my own doctors. My mother never paid for a prescription. It was fantastic. And I just got back from Vancouver, and I keep hearing this, like, Canadians are so nice. Canadians are so nice. They can be nice because they have health care. Right. Makes sense. <clears throat> right. He's still not funny. Uh, so my mother is listening on the iHeartRadio app because... As a Jewish mother, she always listens and then complains I don't call enough, visit enough. It's a curse. So she sent me a text I brought up in the last hour, if you're just tuning in, that we were friendly with this guy named Darcy Regeer. He was the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres. He was the assistant GM of the Islanders. His son played hockey with my brother. And he talked about, my mom corrected me, it was his mother. He brought his mother from Canada to America to have heart surgery. Because it was like a six-month wait to have heart surgery in Canada. Might even been longer. But she was seen lickety-split, one, two, three, in America. And he was the first to clue me in about how bad the Canadian healthcare system was because it's socialism. And you have to wait. And the government picks and chooses and all that other stuff. And it's crazy. That's just the way it is. So then Jim Carrey goes on more. He followed that awesome rant up, which made a lot of sense. With this, here we go. The Democrats need to get a plan to fight this sl- this slander of socialism. You're going to be living in Venezuela. Well, I don't see be, it I'm yet. We have to say yes to, to socialism, to the word and everything. I, we have to stop apologizing. I, I yep. am. Say yes to it. Just do it. So I wish Bill Maher would have had the guts to look at Jim Carrey and say, okay, yes to socialism, huh? What'd you make in your last movie? Like 20 million, 25 million, 15 million? Why don't you take a whole bunch of that money and give it to the gaffer boy, whatever they call it, the best grip, the second camera photog guy? Why don't you share that wealth? Since you're so into socialism and it works so well, why don't you take that awesome amount of money that you make and voluntarily give it to others? Like, why is it okay in your mind that you keep your money, you make this big money, and you don't want to give it up? But it's okay for the government to step in and say, you must give us your money 
because we know how to give it to other people in a better way. And we call that fair, right? It's a fair thing to do. Wondering why good old Jimmy doesn't do that. You ever, you ever just wonder, you know, they get out there, all these Hollywood people, oh yeah, this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. And yet again, they don't give up their own wealth. They don't say with their agent, when you, you know, you're negotiating your next movie, I got to get paid 12 million bucks or I'm not doing it. Why don't, you know what, don't pay me the 12 million bucks. Give me like two and take that extra 10 million and just spread it around. Spread it around. Yes, yeah, spread it around to the craft table guy, the craft, you know, the, the food craft services, uh, everybody else. The guy that's driving me around, the security guard on the set. Give it to everybody. Why should I get paid more? You know, the extras that are just walking by that the movie would look weird if there was nobody in it, but, you know, if it was just me. Mm-hmm. We'd have people walking down the street acting as if they're there normally. They should get paid extra money, too. You know, why not pay more money to the guy that has the line, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Give it to that guy. Ten grand. Boom. There you go. But Jim would never say that. Because Jim is a hypocrite and he is stupid. It's just the way it is. Uh, if things were so great with socialism and big government and everything else and stuff like that, right? I'm just wondering, why are people moving out of California and New York at record rates and moving into states that have a much less cost of living, lower taxes? We played the stories about people getting out of the Bay Area like there's no tomorrow. Right? It's just it's just going. So why, why? So anyway, I thought my head was going to explode when I saw that uh, because that's that's exactly what these guys do. That's what they think, and they're just completely they're hypocritical. Eight eight zero KNST eight eight zero five six seven eight. That's why I get mad. I mean, we're coming up on uh, Halloween. I can't stand Halloween. I have to now act like I actually like Halloween. Because um, my kid likes to dress up in a costume, but you, you know, you know why you don't like Halloween. I don't like Halloween. You, you know, people knock on your doors and expect you to give them stuff for nothing in return. And my wife every year says, "Don't do it." I'm like, "No, I want to. Don't do it." And I, well, every year I want to say, "You want candy? Go pick some weeds from my yard. I'll give you some candy." Like, why do you think that you deserve this stuff? She's like, "We're gonna get egged." I'm like, "No, we're not." No. <laughs> But why would you want to do it? Why Why also the people, like, they expect the free stuff. And now my neighbors that listen are going to give me a hard time like they do every single year. But deep down, they know I'm right. You ever think about that? And, you know, if you somebody says, no, get out of here, they don't answer the door, people get mad. Oh, that jerk doesn't want to give me any candy. Why do they give you candy? Candy's overrated anyway, unless it's a Kit Kat. It's overrated. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Mark, welcome to KNST. Hello, Mark. Hey, good morning. What's up, Mark? So you were talking about Jim Carrey making the uh, $12 million and he gives $10 million away and keeps $2 million of it. Yes. That's not, how, that's not how socialism works. That's regular Obama taxation. <laughs> how, socialism, how socialism works is you get... Fifty thousand. If you need fifty thousand to live of your twelve billion, that's what you get. You have a uh, two kids. You get a two bedroom, one bath house with a moped. If you live within twelve miles of where you work, and if you have a car, we give that to the guy who delivers like kumquats or whatever. 
because so. he has a rougher ride, has to carry stuff. Isn't that wait? Isn't yeah. that called China? Isn't that communism? Oh well, actually, it's one step removed. But communism really is uh, forced more on you. But there's there's there, communism is a step further with a. Uh, um, communism and, is socialism with a gun. But, I was just trying to say forced on you, but yes. but then again, taxation is forced on you. Taxation is theft too. So yes, um, unless you're Al Sharpton, anyway, then it's not forced on you. Yeah, so Jim Carrey, what he's talking about is today's life. <laughs> with the, uh, I mean, what you were talking about, with you lose half your money. Well, we already got that. He's, um, he, he got to lose 95% of it, 98% of it. And that's if things are good. If things are worse, go, well, well, you can do it 12,000. <laughs> I get you. Ask anybody. Anyway, I just want to point that out here. With, with the $2 million deal, he's still doing good. I, I was just throwing out a number. I got gotcha. you. You know, you know how it. I know. Just give it up. Give all of it up. Just get give it all. Who is by the way? You have to, you, then you could ask them the philosophical question of how much is enough? Like how much should you give up? Why not give up almost everything? Yeah. Do you need that giant house? You don't and need that. How, then just see how happy of a Canadian he'd be. <laughs> exactly. He'd be like, I'm going back to Canada. <laughs> Funny. Mark, take care, man. Bye bye. Plus, I really don't like Canadians since John Tavares screwed over my Islanders and went back uh, to Toronto to his hometown. I got people asking me why you hate Halloween so much. I just explained it. What the hell? Are they not listening? Would you get beat up and get your your candy no, taken away? No, I just away? find it. Okay, now I have to go back. It was always cold. Like I always had hockey practice when growing up, and usually, you know, obviously in October, played hockey. Yeah. And sometimes it would fall on Halloween. I wouldn't want to go. Right. One year, I said, you know what? Fine, I'll get. You know, I think it was maybe like eighth grade or ninth grade, or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, I will, I will, you know, put you know, spray the hair color in my hair and. And all they did in Long Island, though, is once you got a certain age, you didn't go and knock on people's homes. You got cartons of eggs and shaving cream. Do they do that here, too? No. We're civilized in the yeah, West. Yeah, we're totally not civilized. And you pretty much, you egg people, and you squirt them with shaving cream. And I didn't know why or how, but, you know, I, unfortunately, I was young, and I was like, well, if they're doing it, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. And, and I got destroyed by the seniors. <laughs> the old people got you? And I, and I was like, what's, why should I even do this? Like, what's the point? I don't like candy. I don't like candy, first of all. Okay? I don't like candy. Secondly, I'm like, it's freezing. I'm getting pelted with eggs. I'm getting doused with shaving cream. Why do people think this is fun? Like, I don't, I don't you know, and I equate the same thing to like hot yoga. I'm not flexible in my mind or my body, but like contorting your body when it's 105 degrees outside or inside, I should say. How is that fun? It's not fun. It's fun to watch. It's not fun. Like people eating extremely spicy food, so spicy their face turns bright red and they sweat. How is that fun? I don't find that to be fun. It's fun to watch. So when these things, I, I when I find these things in life to not be fun, I, I don't like them. That's how it is. Okay. So, yeah, I don't like it. So, so then as I get older and I thought about it more, like if somebody just knocked on your door in April and was like, you have any candy? You'd be like, what a weirdo, get out of here. But socially, we have to accept it that on October 31st, they knock on your door and they ask for candy and you have to give it to them with nothing in return? Earn it. Do something. Why is that bad? How am I off on this? Uh... You're just a mean person. No, no, I'm not. All of a sudden, one day of the year, you change everything. Yeah, let me buy a whole bunch of candy and give it away and blah, blah, blah. And then you get these punk kids in front of their parents, by the way, when they knock on the door, 
My wife's texting me, you're such a Scrooge. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's not even Christmas time. I, well, that, <laughs> I'm offended by that. Oh, so, uh, so all of a sudden, you get these kids, and they put their hand in. Instead of grabbing one or two, they grab like a fistful of candy, and the parents watch it. And they don't say anything like, no, you can't take that much. You're doing it wrong. And then the people that show up in your neighborhood that don't live in the neighborhood. There is that. (laughs) There is that. You know? And you have to account for them. So we have like 85 bags of candy we have to give out every year now. And it's just getting bigger. People go to, wait, wait, wait. People go to Red Rock? They love Red Rock. We get Eloy out there. We get Casa Grande out there. They have their own neighborhoods. Go get your own candy. You get the people that live out missile base, all sorts of stuff. So listen, shout out. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not a Scrooge. Just because other people like it doesn't mean I have to like it. Watch you don't. This. You you can like it. What 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 what? All right. You got that? Okay. Hang on. <laughs> he says he says penguins penguins penguins. What? See, that's another <laughs> that's thing. That guy. What an idiot. <laughs> Obviously a moron. A penguins fan. <laughs> penguins fans are almost as bad as Rangers fans. They're both like like one's the Al Shabaab terrorist group of the NHL, the other one's the ISIS group of the NHL. Terrible, terrible. All right, you done? You throw me off my my. Uh, even though, listen, this is why when you, you listen to because it's just so damn entertaining with this stuff. And I, it is my ego that admits that it's okay. It's all right. Show up Thursday night to the beer club at Mister Ons this Thursday. It's it's a week early because they have a special event coming up next Thursday. The whole restaurant shut down. Um, you want to tell them that? What on line one? It's tell key. what. What am I, what do you show, up, show up there Thursday night. No. You guys can fight it out. No. Between the penguins and, <laughs> and uh, whatever, your Mets. <sighs> what? Another losing team I'm stuck with. So anyway, go there. <laughs> I see a theme here. Because I will, I will <laughs> tell you the story. Apparently, I've been living in Jeff Flake's head for a long time. Somebody in D.C. when we were there told me about this, and I think it's hilarious. I can't say it on the air. I want to. So, Ryan, I mean, I really can't say it on the air, can I? No, you can't. You promised. It goes against everything I want to do in life. Okay. Okay. So um, that's that's what's happening. Go there this Thursday, 5 to 7. Beer club for men. Women are allowed. As long as you don't annoy me, you're allowed. That goes for guys, too, though. So I'll see you there. All right. Um, you have any comments about Halloween? You can tell them to Ryan, 880-KNST, 880-5678. Now we have much more to talk about. Um, we have to get to, uh, oh, with the, the NFL again, we have to get to the NFL. Um, oh, oh, and something really funny that, uh, this is why we don't like politicians. You got to hear what a Senator said about the Obama administration. What never happened during the Obama administration. These things I just find funny. That's all coming up. Oh, and we have to get to also a Tucson woman who lost her husband. A Pima County Sheriff's deputy was killed in line of duty. Took on Nike on Facebook and now it's going viral. And she's right here in Tucson. I'll tell you what she said. It's all, don't go anywhere. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. KNST has your shot at a trip to Our iHeart Radio Music Festival. Text the keyword jackpot to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeart Radio info, standard data, and message rate supply. That's jackpot to 200-200. 831, thanks for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you on KNST AM790. Going to be 101 and sunny today. Again, all the interviews we did in Washington, D.C. on my iHeart Radio channel, iHeartRadio.com. Or iHeart app, either one you have, maybe both. Search Garrett Lewis, you hit my channel, you can listen to all of them. Do it while I'm not on the radio. That'd be awesome. Um, Again, the NFL, they had protesters yesterday. A bunch of Miami Dolphins protested. San Francisco 49ers. Marquis Goodwin, he decided to raise his fist in the air during the National Anthem. Awesome, great, right? 
Um, viewership is down big time. And the NFL quietly announced, even though the owners passed this in May, a new national anthem policy that would that players would be banned from protesting on the field. Uh, the NFL owners passed that through a vote. But the NFL decided to um, fold on that and said, listen, you could just stay in the locker room. And they folded on that again. And they said, you know what? We're not going to do any kind of rules. We're not going to enforce anything this season. So they just... And it's their business. It's like Starbucks and like Nike. You do what you do. And then the free market will talk. Curtis, welcome to KNSD. Hi, Curtis. Yeah, hey, how you doing? All right, man. Yeah, so... Uh, uh... What, what I was saying uh, before was that uh, I have a problem because it seems that the liberals have taken over something like the NFL that has been such a great pastime for us. Uh, it's taught us how to fight as, uh, you know, um, group uh, togetherness, you know, we're mm-hmm. team players. And uh, it's very disturbing because the liberals have come in and – uh, taking over the flag, you know, patriotism, things like that, that we have learned through this great sport. And we conservatives are turning our backs on this sport because we can't stand what they're doing to it. Yep, free market, man. Free market. I mean, it sucks that you might like it and they're ruining it, but what can you do? You know, and what, what's, what's incredible is that football, is, and I say this about all sports, sports is really the ultimate in free market. Because players get drafted in the first round, in the second round, third round, based on their ability. Not their skin color, nothing else, not because of feelings. They, get, uh, they make the team based on their ability. It's all, that's what the ultimate free market is. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Right. And then, and then what do they do? They want to do every liberal policy there is. I'm surprised that players don't sit back and say, hey, why don't you have more? Well, they wouldn't say this. Uh, why don't you have more white players on the team, more Hispanic players on the team? Why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? That guy should make the team. It'd make people feel better. You know, they're never going to do that. Never. But it, it, that's why it all, it's all a giant conflict. You know, and they, they, they conflict with themselves. That's the way yeah. it is. So it's up to you, and, man. You can watch it. You can not watch it. What's up? And, and the whole thing about fairness, it's like, it, you know, you might as well put uh, ankle weights on somebody like a LeBron James to play against him if you want it to be fair because he's going to dominate you and yeah. let you tie him down, put his hand behind his back or something, you know? You're right. Because yeah, it's not... Why can't I make the NFL? I identify a six foot five dude that's ripped. Can we do that now? And you're right. Why not make it, hey, LeBron, you're too good. It's not fair for other people. That's the way it yeah. is. Like, affirmative action. It's the same thing. It's a great point. Curtis, I appreciate the phone call, brother. Thank you, man. Thank take, you. Thank you. Take care. You know what? We're going to have to throw an audible. Coming back about five, there was a Harvard professor who apparently did a study about affirmative action and social justice, and she was surprised at the way white students acted. You have to hear about this. It's coming up. Here's Fox. Word, 842. Thank you for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster. Oh, the Trumpster. I saw that story there, right? We'll talk about that in the next hour. The Trumpster uh, told the Daily Mail, "You know what? If I don't get funding from Congress, I'll just build. Uh, I'll just build that wall myself using Homeland Security funds, Army Corps engineers, uh, Defense Department stuff. About time. About time. Second thing that I think you need to know 
is that the economy is booming for blue-collar jobs. The jobs that Obama said were never coming back, right? Never coming back. Uh, Washington Post and New York Times acknowledge this. Blue-collar jobs growing at the fastest rate in more than 30 years. It's a hiring boom in many small towns and rural areas that are strong supporters of President Trump. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And what they're showing is that these blue-collar jobs were generally Democrats. And they're happening in places that are in New York and California. Oh, boy. We'll get, you know what, I'll get more of those numbers in the next hour. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that the Trumpster, according to an Axios report, allies of Trump say he's close to declassifying documents related to the spying, the government spying on former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page and FBI documents regarding Justice Department official Bruce Orr. And his wife worked for Fusion GPS, and they're the ones that got that fake Russian dossier. Yeah, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. It'd be great if you declassify that. Real quick, before I get to the Harvard study, I've been hearing in the news, we talked about it briefly last week. Cindy McCain, remember she, Cindy McCain in an op-ed said, people are asking her, how, how can I honor John McCain? What can I do? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, fight. He wants you to fight for things that are right. Blah, blah. And she said that she's going to dedicate her life to the McCain Institute up at ASU, right? Do you remember the story that took place about the McCain Institute and how it got millions upon millions from George Soros. And when asked about it, John McCain said, it's not really my thing. I don't use my name on it. I really have much to do with it. It's not my name on it. He tried to run from it and then didn't want to talk about it. Yet remember, he sent his emissary to go get that fake Russian dossier overseas to go meet Chris Steele, the British spy, former British spy. The guy that McCain sent was the guy that runs the McCain Institute at ASU. And now his wife, even though it's only their name, nothing else, blah, blah, blah. She's going to dedicate the rest of her life by working for the McCain Institute at ASU. Can't trust him as far as you can throw him. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So there's that, which is nice. Okay. So uh, Harvard. But it is not. I'm just, I'm pointing it out. It needs to be pointed out. Nobody else in the media does it because they don't have, I believe the word is cojones. No, is it not the word? Are you appropriating my culture? Huevos. Rancheros? Actually, I had that Saturday. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Fake news again. Uh, all right. So, don't even, <laughs> I see oh, your eyes. You're looking for it. Is Don going to scold me? No. Don't scold me, Don. Um, so, in, in uh, Harvard. You. Thank you. This, is, this cracked me up because you like this. Campus Reform had this story. Uh, Harvard, professor, professor, uh, Harvard professor Natasha Waraku did a study about, about merit-based admissions. Now, everything in life should be merit-based, right? You shouldn't be judged on your sex, your gender. If there's a difference, I don't buy it, blah, blah, blah. Your height, your weight, your uh, ethnicity, your color. I don't care about that stuff. Can you do the job? That's all I care about. Can you do the job? And she did a study where she claimed white students reluctantly agree with affirmative action as long as it benefits them. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? She's also not happy that students that she interviewed are motivated by, you ready for this? Self-interest instead of social justice. So wait a second. If I try to do everything I can to improve myself, to better myself, to make myself the best at anything that I want to do. That's wrong. 
That's wrong. So I should work my butt off for someone else to enjoy the fruits of my labor. No, again, that you know what that's called? Socialism. Socialism, yeah. You know, as we get closer to November for Thanksgiving, then, you know, this reminds me of the real story of Thanksgiving that Rush always talks about that I didn't know until I heard Rush of how the pilgrims almost died because of socialism because they like to make the uh, strong, younger uh, males do all of the work. And the older dudes that they said, you know, we can't really do this, we're a little older, we can't, they would do none of it. They'd sit by and they would benefit from these other people doing the work. So then the younger people doing the work said, screw you, you lazy freaks. You're sitting here doing nothing. I'm doing all the work. I'm not doing anything. And they almost all died. And then until the the mayor or the governor, the governor, uh, then said, William Bradford said, all right, you get this land, you get that land, you get that land, then you're on your own. And the people realized, holy crap, I got to do something or I'm going to starve to death. And next thing you know, they have crops, they're trading, they're doing all this stuff. That's the real story of Thanksgiving that's never taught in schools. Anyway. You going to read that on the air again? I don't know. Because I remember you accosting my eight-year-old son at the time. I did. With that story. I did. Yeah. Does he remember that? Is he scarred? Is I, that why he doesn't talk to me? Yes, exactly. Good. It worked. So this, Can you do the, new, the other one? <laughs> Can you do the younger one? Do the 13-year-old now. It's his turn. So this Harvard University, in this new academic study, says merit-based admission, the merit-based admission processes at elite universities reproduce inequality. So you get that? So if you're actually admitted, if you're good enough, that produces and reproduces inequality. Freaking genius. Really? Apparently, she interviewed 98 white native-born students at Harvard, Brown, and the University of Oxford, and she titled this, What Meritocracy Means to Its Winners, Admissions, Race, and Inequality. Published. It's published in the... Journal of Social Sciences. And she's very upset. She points out students' approaches to diversity suggest they've internalized the tokenistic rhetoric of the school admissions office, even though they disagreed with policies that like athletic recruitment or legacy admissions before coming to campus. So they're saying just because somebody's good at a sport or maybe their parents went to the school doesn't mean they should get in over me, right? So she's looking at this. And this chick's all about diversity. Everything's diversity. Blah, 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 blah. So her new study criticizes white students for believing in meritocracy and supporting affirmative action, suggesting white students only support affirmative action for selfish reasons. One white student told her, uh, uh, one white student was criticized, Naomi, for saying, quote, diversity is really how you learn here. What? This professor suggested that this Naomi, the student, only valued diversity because it added to the collective merit of her students. She said some students use the collective merit framework to express support for legacy admissions while lamenting the inequality legacy admissions and gender. So all that stuff. So she's basically saying they're okay with all this stuff as it benefits them. That Hey, guess what? That's life. This is what happens when you have a professor. Never been in the real world. People care about themselves. They'll put themselves before anybody else. And that's okay. That's normal. Sometimes you get special people like in our military, some police officers, some first responders that put others before them and they're cut from a different cloth. And that's that's unbelievable. But people are always looking for an edge. They're always looking for an edge. It, and this chick actually puts out there that 
This paper shows how admission systems often reproduce inequality, not only by how they select students, but also defining merit for admitted students in ways that will reproduce inequality in the future. I, I, I'll never understand it. Never, and I don't want to understand it, but I'll never understand it. Again, look at sports, the NFL. Everything's merit-based. Now, you might get something where if somebody's a first-round pick, they'll get a little bit more of a... Uh, They'll get a little, a little bit more leeway to try to make the team because the GM's like, I want to make sure I don't get fired. I'm going to give the guys that I chose first the most chance to, to make the team so I look the best. I get that. I get that. But, man, it's, uh, it's just crazy uh, to, to just hear this stuff. I mean, why? what's wrong with merit-based? There's nothing wrong with it. You know when you get really pissed when you don't get the job because they're like, well, you are good for it, but we needed, to, we needed to get this kind of a person instead. And you're like, what? That's racist. That's sexist. That's a, it's some kind of ist. Anyway, we'll have more. We have so much more to talk about. Don't go anywhere. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh. Bop, bop. Hello. What's happening? It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk about 9.08 in the morning. Hope you had a great weekend. Again, happy Rosh Hashanah if you do it. If you don't, well, happy Rosh Hashanah anyway. You shouldn't be upset by that. I don't get mad when you say Merry Christmas, right? It's a fun time. Listen, let me just tell you, I enjoy Christmas music. My wife's like, turn it off, and she's the shiksa, okay? So get over it. All right, anyway. Happy Monday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one uh, is that uh, the Trumpster told the Daily Mail, I will build the wall myself. Without con- congressional funding, if that's what it takes, I'll use Army Corps engineers. I will go into Homeland Security funds, Defense Department funds. We'll do that. And think about it. Again, the Army Corps engineers build giant walls known as levees to keep out water. You don't think they could actually build a giant wall to keep out drug runners, terrorists, illegal aliens, that kind of stuff? Traffickers? Uh-huh. Second thing that I think you need to know is that the Trumpster, oh boy, the Trumpster is setting this economy on fuego in a good way. New York Times, Washington Post, both admit blue-collar jobs growing at their fastest rate in more than 30 years. There's a hiring boom in many small towns and rural areas. By the way, they used to be Democrats. They thought that the Democrats cared about the little guy. Not so much. Um, we'll I'll, we'll play some this, this hour some sound bites from Obama and Trump about that. Third, Thing I think you need to know is the Trumpster, according to an Axios report, may declassify. He's very close. Allies of the president say he's very close to declassifying information, documents related to the government spying on the Trump campaign through Carter Page and FBI documents regarding the Justice Department official Bruce Orr. Oh, there'll be names. Hopefully something will happen. I know you're like me. You're like, well, until somebody goes to jail, like I'm over it. I get it. But this is still a big deal. Three things I think you need uh, to know. Right? What? 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 What did I even say? Uh, we were talking about the uh, the uh, the the teacher. Oh, lady the merit based thing yeah, out merit-based. in uh, in Harvard and stuff like that. And she says if you uh, admit people through merit based on their ability, it produces inequality, and it reproduces inequality. It is not the most equal thing. Like, if you are the best, no matter what you mean, it should, be, it should be blind. You shouldn't know if it's a man, a woman, white, Hispanic, black, this, that, blah, 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 whatever, right? You're just better than all the rest. 
course. I agree. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Again, we talk about this. I, I mean, I've told this story a lot. Part of the reason that I, because I, I want to do sports, if you're new to the show, one of the reasons that I realized how I thought that influenced me is that when I went to college, I mean, I was, I was poor. I did everything myself. I got no help from my parents. I didn't want to help my parents, nothing like that. And I was bartending and making money. Then I decided to quit to go into radio full-time while I was still in school. That's when you get poor, okay? You get no making way. decent money. Shut up. You get poor. So I was making less than 14000 a year my first year at radio. That's below poverty. So I went to the registrar's office, said, do I qualify for something? I mean, no one claims me. My parents don't even claim me. They want nothing to do with me. I tell you the time my mom tried to kill me. <laughs> Which time was that again? <laughs> it was a bunch of times. <laughs> exactly. So I said... Do I, do I qualify for something? Like, I'm confused about this whole process. I've never asked for anything. I don't know how it works. And the lady looks at me and then peeks her head across because I was sitting at, like, like you know, just, it, it was like an office where they have, like, a, almost like a bar kind of a thing where the registrar's office was. And she peeks her head out to where I am, looks left, looks right. She says, you'll never get anything because you're a white male. And I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And it wasn't the first time that, that I heard that, too. Back in Long Island, I, I uh, had a job briefly. I interned and got, got hired at News 12 on Long Island as a sports producer. And there was a very nice lady who happened to be a, uh, a black woman. God, I wish I, I wish I'd remember her name. I wonder where she is today. And she said to me, it's going to be tough for you to get a job today. And this is back in 1996. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, um, it's tough for you. And it'll be easier for me because I'm a black woman and white males, there are a lot of you and, you know, they need to fill out the quota. She goes, it's not fair, but it's true. And I'm like, okay. Now, that didn't all of a sudden make me say, damn, I hate everybody that's not white. No, it just made me work that much freaking harder. It made me realize I have to be better than you. And it also made me realize that if you're not willing to put the effort in and get up, and I, you know, my last couple of years in college, I slept like two or three hours a night. I worked full-time, went to school full-time, got up for the radio station at 2.30 in the morning to produce the morning show. I'm like, if you're not going to put in that effort, that's fine, but don't complain and nobody should hand you anything. Nobody's handing me anything. So that's that's why I am who I am. And that's okay. I think, right? Unless you don't like me, then you're like, screw you. Anyway, so that's that's my experience with this whole situation. Where should we go? Which one should I take first? Uh, go with one first. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't lie. Fred, welcome to KNST. Hi, Fred. Hey, Garrett, this is Massapequa Fred. Massapequa Fred, fellow Long Islander. What's <laughs> happening, man? He goes to the beer club. I've seen him. Great guy. Yeah, really. Hey, listen, the thing yeah, really. this researcher is <laughs> right yeah. in one regard, because uh, inequality is a fact of life. We can't change that. Exactly. You know, that that's the thing. You can't. You know, this utopia where you yeah, have to have exactly. one of every person. Oh, yeah, you're right. Every There is no such thing as people aren't equal. There's me right. and everybody else. You know, I was, I was 130 pounds in high school. I couldn't get on the football team, you know. <laughs> yeah, was that fair? Should they have just made a space for you? Should they make a space for you on the New York Giants, even though you would get your butt kicked yeah. and probably get killed? You know, is that the, is that the right thing to do? So no. The life teaches us that inequality is a fact of life. You can't change that. Exactly, and that's okay. It means you have to find your that's niche. you got to work hard, right? It is, exactly. What a, what a concept. What a concept. Fred, yeah. I appreciate it. I'll see you on Thursday. Take care. Hi, man. Yeah, okay. Cool. Bye-bye. Massapequa Fred. Maybe you should do more sit-ups and push-ups there, Fred. You could have got the... Oh, leave Fred alone. Football team. You know what? Bench if you, press. If you, if you go this third... 
squats. If you go this Thursday, Ryan, you can you can talk with Fred because Ryan had his first real egg sandwich, even though it was in Washington D.C. He saw the magic that is two eggs, bacon, and cheese. Happy Rosh Hashanah, by the way. Two <laughs> eggs, bacon, and cheese on a roll. You saw you you tasted the magic, and I liked it. The roll was the best part. But then I Ryan's agree. like, you know what? I think you're right. You probably we we should start a deli here, and then we could have like egg sandwiches with like jalapeno and green oh, chili. I'm like, I say, green, green chili. chili, whatever. Yeah. No, you don't ruin it. The simplicity is what makes it work. It's two eggs by themselves, or with cheese, or with just bacon, or with bacon and cheese, and that's it. It was magical. I agree. You're right. Say it again. <laughs> You're correct about the tastiness so, yes, of the yes. So you can you can talk with Massapequa Fred about the um, the egg sandwich. How it's so good. And again, how is it possible that nobody has opened up a deli? I think everybody else wants the other person to do it. So they get up at two in the morning and start making the egg sandwiches. Oh, so you can sleep in. For us, yeah. yeah. Retta, welcome to KNST. Hi, Retta. Good morning. How are you? What's happened? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You know, I just wanted to let you know that you know, currently it's not a merit-based it's acceptance system uh, for college. And just tell you a personal experience that my kid's going to be a sophomore in college this year, but when he was applying, he applied to um, Harvard and MIT. And this kid had super high SAT scores, like in the 99th percentile. Mm-hmm. His GPA was above a four. His Science, uh, you know, he took all the AP classes, all, all AP classes his senior year. His SAT science scores were really high. And, you know, I took him out there to visit Boston, it, you know, and, of course, and he got turned down. So I emailed him and I said, so, hey, you know, how could we, how could he do better? How could he make his application better? The response I got back was, well, you know, we're sorry, but we prefer a more globally and ethnically diverse body. That's that's what it was. Can't do a better yeah. job on the essay or whatever. We need to be globally diverse. Correct. And so, hmm. yeah, he he, uh, you know, he if all kinds of things count against you, like you found out in your job experience. If you're a white male, dang, that counts against you. Yep. If you are not a first generation college student. Thing counts against you. Um, if your parents um, work their butt off all their life um, and actually own a house um, or have saving, money in savings, thing counts against you. Mm-hmm. If you planned for your kid's college and saved money for college, that counts against you completely. Yep. Yep. You end up paying, you might end up paying full tuition price, which if you're at MIT is upwards of you know, $70,000 a year. But if you're a first-generation college student um, whose family didn't save squat, uh, et cetera, et cetera, your tuition's 30. You know, I've I've actually... Oh, so they they base it on that, because I've also been told by people in the know that it's not good to actually have... And I could be wrong. Don't don't ask your financial professional, but the 529s that let you put money away tax-free for a college education... If a college finds out that you've actually, and they could find out that you have that, then oh, you, no, you... you have to put it on the application, and that all yes. counts against Exactly. We had those 529s. Yep. My, hus- my husband had, like, uh, UTMA, little stock funds for the kids. Mm-hmm. That all counted against it. Yep. yep. Every single bit counted against them. And on the application now, Garrett, they ask them their gender orientation 
or their gender ID. <laughs> and I, I told my son, I said, you know, you're screwed. I was like, you, you got to put that you, you can't put that you're a heterosexual male. I said, you need to put that you're questioning. <laughs> exactly. Like, they need I'm more of those. That. And I was like, and so when he got turned down, I was like, dude, I told you, you should have put your questioning. If you were questioning, <laughs> you'd have been a shoe-in. Exactly. Um, you need, you, they, they need to fill the quota with that. We need to be a more diverse community. Need some transgender, some questioning. Though you're, you're right. And, oh. you know, the sad part about it is this kid was like, well, you know, I, you know, I see where they're coming from, and they need oh, to have no. a diverse student body. So, you know, the schools here brainwashed them to believe that that's um that that's okay that mm-hmm. that's all right and you know this kid worked his his butt off so yeah it actually turned out to be a better deal for us and for him because he applied um to the uh the uk collegiate system and he got in at an awesome university in uk and he's considered a hot commodity there because he's an international student and he um and we're paying uh, 60% less in the U.K. than we do in the U.S. Wow. And you know what? They don't make you take all that crap that wow. they make us take here. You don't have to take, like, Magical unicorns African and werewolves. anthropology. Yep. And, you, you know, you don't get told as, as a sophomore, hey, you don't uh, have enough humanities here. You're taking too many science classes. And you're like, hey, I'm a science major. And they're like, oh, no. You have to take all this other stuff. Yeah. And the only reason you have to take it is so they can charge you for exactly. it. Exactly. That's why college is such a scam. It is it, such it, a scam. It's ridiculous. And so, you know, he's at the place he needs to be because the place he's he's at um, is like in the top 20 in the world. Wow. And he wants to do physics. And, so, and they're in the top 20 for that. But so, you know what? What's sad is that America chased him out. We chased, we chased they out our best and brightest. They overseas. Yep. So. And, we, and, and what do we do? We accept them from overseas. And even at the U of A, and it's a whole bunch, it's not just them, there are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of universities that get paid off by China to have, uh, to have Chinese-funded and built institutions on the campuses where they basically do spying. There's one on the U of A campus. There was big stories about this stuff. I'm pretty sure there's probably one at MIT as well. I, prob- I guarantee it. I guarantee And we're dumb enough to, yo, come on in and steal our stuff, dopey. Just so stupid. So we chase them away, but we're being told that we have to allow the best and brightest to cross the border illegally, and then we accept the people from across the, around the world to come to our universities, and we and the smart Americans we chase away. It's Yes. So it, it makes, you get penalized for success. Penalized you for success. You absolutely get penalized for su- success. Well, if you're applying to college in the U.S. So now the question is, 13 years from now, what the hell do I do with my, my son? You know, and then my other yeah, one after that. Don't save squat, dude, and, and yep. like find a way to hide it. Exactly. Go to the Caymans. You're going to count it all against you. <laughs> oh, that's why I don't want those 529s. I was told, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And you're right. It, it, they, you have to, I'm glad you told me that. I knew they found out somehow. So you have to put that down. And if you say no or you lie, then they'll find out anyway, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, you, you know, mm. your parents have to submit all their financial information uh, with this process. And, um, you know yeah, and even uh, if you put the UTMA as in the kid's name, that counts against them. So You know what's crazy? One, I wonder what would happen if you showed your son the movie Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell from back in the 80s when he, his parents cut him off so he took tanning pills to look black and he got a scholarship to go to Harvard because he looked black at that point. And then on top of that, you know, like you said, questioning. What if... 
he looked at them and said, you know, you might think I'm a white heterosexual male, but I identify as a lesbian black female. That's what I told him. I was like, just, you know, I was like, you lied to me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't you lie about this? Good job of parenting. Kids got to be honest. Way to go. Oh, Retta. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I really do appreciate it. You bet. Thanks a lot. You got to take care. Bye-bye. 923. It's a reality. You know, 13 years from now, maybe she just opened a deli with the kid. It's not a bad idea. Leave me alone. You just want me to make the egg sandwiches for you. Yes. You have a Correctly. kid. You have I two want you kids. To put, I, want you to, mine. I want to put green chili in it Never. and some bell peppers. No chance. And oh, Southwest. You got to make a Southwest I egg sandwich. I regret showing you what? the magic of the egg sandwich at this point. But you can make it better. It's people like you Don't that are at, hate me, that no. from outside of New York <laughs> that said, you know, this pizza thing's pretty good. You know what would be good? Ham and pineapple on it, which is disgusting. It's people like, me off. <laughs> it's your mindset. You people. Don't ever say, you people. I like ham and pineapple. I'm just saying it's that, th- it's that thought process. On a pizza. You got to take something great and then you got to ruin it. 924. We're, sa- we're solving the world's problems as we You as are speak. fake news. Thank you. 924, it's KNST. Who do you think? 929. She can't get enough of me. Um, Santa? I, what? No, no. I, again, I'm offended by that. Thanks for hanging out. Going to be 101 degrees. Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. I actually felt good getting in the car early this morning. I'm like, ooh, it feels nice. It's not going to be as warm. And then I looked and saw 101 for the high. Oh, my goodness. When is this going to stop? When is it going to stop? Um, just really quick, so you know. I mentioned this a couple hours ago. Linda, Linda Sarsour. We'll get into the Maxine Water stuff in a few minutes, as well as the Obama stuff. I, I, I didn't get a chance to even get into that the lady who was taking down Nike. We'll do that tomorrow. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, Tucson woman who's going after uh, Nike, which is which is great. Linda Sarsour. Do you know her? She is a hardcore left-wing activist, one of the co-founders of the Vagina Movement, right? Do you know what that is? The, vagi- the Women's March. Remember, like, right after Trump was elected, he had a whole bunch of women... Uh, dressing up in vagina costumes, vagina hats, saying, you know, leave my vagina alone. Vagina, 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 all that stuff, right? Right now, there are some people that have no sense of humor that are cringing right now, saying, why is he saying vagina so much? It's just, you know, one of those words. So anyway, this lady is one of the founders of it. And then you had a whole bunch of women blindly follow her, having no idea. She is a hardcore, hardcore Jew hater. I mean, she hates them with a passion. So these dopey chicks that follow this lady and marched for the vaginas, they did it when Trump was elected in the next year. I hope they do it again, by the way. It's just so entertaining when they have that stuff going on. So they followed her hardcore. My wife, some of my wife's friends even did it. My wife's like, do you even know what this is about? Yeah, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And they had no idea who this Linda Sarsour is. So they followed, the, they followed this Jew hater. And they hate Trump. They say Trump is the worst person of all time. He's like a Nazi. He's like this. Meanwhile, his daughter, Ivanka, is Jewish. His grandkids are Jewish. It's just so stupid. So anyway, um, it's Rosh Hashanah. Linda Sarsour really made a lot of, uh, and this is from the Daily Wire, strong anti-Semitic remarks during a speech this month at the annual Islamic Society of North America convention in Houston, Texas. She called for dehumanizing Israelis. Stop humanizing the Jews. That's what she said. Isn't that nice? And then all these chicks following this lady 
doing the vagina march. They have no idea what, what, what she was even about. No idea. And yet these women hate Trump and think he's a racist and he's a hater and he's a this and he's a that. Remember, Friday, Obama talked about, you know, he said, why does it, why is it so hard to say Nazis are bad? Trump is the one that booted the Nazi that was living in Queens for 40-something or 70-something years. Remember that a couple weeks ago? There was a Nazi living in Queens, and Trump said, get him out of here. Bush didn't do it. Obama didn't do it. Trump got him out. Trump moves the embassy in Israel. I just wanted to make that point again that the the vagina ladies, the vagina marchers, they're the ones that make all these claims, and yet the people that really hate the Jews are the ones that hate Trump. Happy Russia, Sean. Wait till you hear what crazy Maxine said. Oh, boy. One of her best ever. One of her best ever. Maxine Waters. It's coming up. Don't go anywhere. 932 on KNST. Here's Fox. Yes, 942. Three things I think you need to know right here. Garrett Lewis, by the way, on KNST AM 790. Number one, the Trumpster told the Daily Mail over the weekend, if Congress isn't from the wall, I'll build it myself. I'll use funds from the Homeland Security Department, from Defense Department. Army Corps engineers will do it. They can do it. They build levees to stop water. They can build a wall that stops drug runners, illegal aliens, you name it. Jaguars, that'll offend people. Second thing that I think you need to know, the economy is booming under Trump. I mean, just booming. And I have to get to this. I've, all morning, I've teased it. Uh, Washington Post and New York Times begrudgingly admit that the economy is on fire. Blue-collar jobs coming back like crazy. Obama said they never would. They are. This is fantastic. Third thing I think you need to know uh, is that the Trump store, according to Axios, allies... So the Trumpster said he is very close. He's on the verge of declassifying documents related to the government spying on him. And I think we'll learn that Obama ordered it, by the way. Uh, And documents from the FBI about Justice Department official Bruce Orr, who was the go-between between his wife, Chris Steele, the dossier. This is big stuff. Three things I think you need to know. All right, before we get to Maxine, Ryan's telling me to take a call. Is this a different Fred? Yeah. Well, I can't have the same Fred call twice. I don't, know. I don't think it's the same Fred. We have only a one. F- Fred, welcome to Oral KNST. Valley Fred. Oral Valley. Until we have Matt speak with Fred, Oral Valley Fred. Oh. Where is right said Fred? <laughs> Stuck in the 80s, man. The 90s, 90s. Whatever. All right, Fred, what's happening? Welcome to KNST. Too sexy for this. Wow, oh, great. Great to hear, uh, hear your show all day. Well, thank you, uh, man. No, I'm just calling up. I have a friend of mine in New Jersey named Bob. His father was a physician up in Nova Scotia. And he tells me the stories that people that needed operations couldn't get them for many months, just like was stated earlier in your program. They came out and they said, well, we're going to go down to the U.S. and get our operation there. And they were basically told that if they went down there and had their operation, when they got back, they were going to be arrested. What? And Yes. And a constable came to one person's house and actually took his passport. They said, you're not going down to the United States to get your, uh, your operation. That happened in Canada. This goes back 10, 20 years, but this is what was happening in those days with the socialized medicine. Hey, you know she what? It was, 10, 10, 10, 20 years is not that far gone, man. No, no. It's 10, 20 years is not that, and it uh, hasn't gotten that much better. And wait, I cut you off. What, what were you about to say, what, he, what the guy said about socialized medicine? He said it, it's, not, it's not much better now. He still has family up there. Wow. 
That is incredible. And yet, so, dopey Jim Carrey's up there spouting this stuff. Say yes oh, to yeah. socialism. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you have enough money, aha, you know, you buy your way through and you get put first on the list. You know what? There was a story. Do you remember the story? Uh, God, this is going back maybe two or three years. There was some um, big shot Canadian premier who went down to Miami to have surgery. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Okay. Um, I'm going to look that up. I, and listen, thank you for the perspective on that, Fred. I appreciate Not a it. No problem at all. All right. And by the way, you did a great job on getting rid of our uh, Oral Valley mayor. I was just going to ask you about that. Now that you're satishless. <laughs> oh, we, we, we were out of town when the results came in. And man, we stayed up till 10 o'clock to find out what the results were. And we cheered. There and you go. His, and all his cronies, the incumbents. That is Take fantastic. Care. You too, man. Be well. I, I, I have this too. Oh, you have it? Yeah. So uh, from medpagetoday.com, Canadian politician comes to U.S. for heart surgery. The top politician in Canada's easternmost province has set off fireworks by deciding to go to the U.S. for heart surgery. 60-year-old Danny Williams of St. John's, Newfoundland. That's how they pronounce it. This is going back to 2010, by the way. So that's what he did. He defended it too, by the way. I have a story in front of me from UPI.com. Canadian Premier defends U.S. surgery. Defends it. Socialized medicine. Uh, he said, quote, I just said, look, our communications plan here is going to be quite simple. This is my heart. It's my health and it's my choice. Oh. I had to leave the province because it was recommended to me by my own doctors that for this particular type of surgery, I should leave the province. Can you, can you play Jim Carrey from earlier, if you don't mind? I had to leave the province. My heart. My, when the government makes the decision for you, it's bad news. And this guy was the head of a, he's a powerful politician, said, I want to get the power back. But the rest of you peons in Canada, not so much. Let's play the, the, the first one. Yes, let's play Jim Carrey, Bill Maher's show, talking about socialism. Here we go. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Republicans are running with the word socialism. They're trying to say... They're trying to scare people. Scare people. It's communism. It's Venezuela, Trump says. You're, we're going to be living in Venezuela. I grew Venez up in Canada, okay? We have right. socialized medicine. And I am, I'm here to tell you that this bull line that mm. you get on all of the political shows from people is that it's a failure. The system is a failure in Canada. It is not a failure in Canada. I never waited for anything in my life. I chose my own doctors. My mother never paid for a prescription. It was fantastic. And I just got back from Vancouver, and I keep hearing this, like, Canadians are so nice. Canadians are so nice. They can be nice because they have health care. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, all it takes. Well, here's the thing. So you got to wait in line and wait forever because the whole, you know, and it's at, what is it, 25 million people in Canada. It's tiny. It's tiny. You got to wait months for surgery. This guy's rich. It says here paying for surgery was apparently not an issue for Williams, who donates his premier salary to charity. Uh, yeah, when the people can't afford it, they have to wait in line for the government provided stuff because they've destroyed it, socialized medicine. And if you have the money, you're like, I got the money. Peace out, people. I told you this is the best way, but I'm going to go do something else. Funny how that works. You know, play the, play the last Jim Carrey. One more from Bill Maher show on Friday HBO. The Democrats need to get a plan to fight this, sl- this slander of socialism. You're going to be living in Venezuela. Well, I don't see be, it I'm yet. We have to say yes to, to socialism, to the word and everything. I, we have to stop apologizing. I, I am. Yeah, yes, yes. I'll keep all my money and not give it to anybody else unless the government takes it from me. I'm Jim Carrey. Say yes to it. Easy to say when you're making, you know, when you got 100 million at least 
in the bank from all those movies. Whatever. Uh, let's continue. Uh, let's play Mad Maxine. Mad Maxine Waters, baby. 74. Uh, Maxine Waters was at an event. And, I mean, she is so nuts. She was accepting an award from the Stonewall Young Democrats Saturday in Los Angeles. She gave a 20-minute speech. She bragged about threatening Trump supporters. She started talking about, you'll hear it, Senator Dianne Feinstein from California apologizing to Judge Brett Kavanaugh for the dozens of people interrupting his confirmation last week, which Ryan and I witnessed firsthand when we were in D.C. So she starts out that way. Listen to this. Here we go. We don't ask permission to protest. We protest. Yes. We do. When we understand that we have to make America hear us and see us and understand that we all have something to say. Mm. And so I probably uh, will have a conversation with Diane and we'll talk about it. And I'll, um, I'll say to her, Diane, remember, uh, there are those who said uh, that we lacked civility when I got up and talked about uh, the president's cabinet. And I said, if you see him anywhere, if you see him at a restaurant, if you see him in a department store, even at a gasoline station, just tell him you're not welcome here anywhere. That's nice. You're not welcome here. Didn't she fight against that? It frightened a lot of people. And of course, the line president said that I had threatened all of his constituents. I did not threaten his constituents, his supporters. Uh, I do that all the time, but I didn't do it that time. Mm. Isn't that nice? You have a sitting member of Congress bragging about threatening you. Where's the National Institute for Civil Discourse, which is right here in Tucson? Retweeting things that have the word civility in it? They blocked me on Twitter because they're so civil. I'm surprised. So you have a sitting member of Congress bragging about threatening Trump supporters just because they have that belief. That's what communists do in China. You, they, they arrest people and stick them in prison camps till they can get reeducated. What a, what a world. 951. I got to get to the Obama Trump stuff. I mean, it's just why, you know, what's crazy is that this is like accepted as like normal for the Democratic Party. Can you imagine if a Republican talked about, you know what? Yeah, I threatened all the supporters of Hillary and blah, 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 blah. All they want to talk about is Trump saying things that's going to stem violence and do stuff. And it doesn't happen that way. But when they brag about this, getting in their face, you're not welcome here. Wow. And you're crazy on the right. You're far alt-right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Maxine's black. You're right. Well, Maxine's black. Mm -hmm. This is accepted. Imagine a white politician saying, yeah, I told them. They're not, they're not welcome here. Holy crap. Racist. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nazi. That's what happens. It's such a double standard. All right, 952. (laughs) Kind of like college. (laughs) (laughs) It's right. Don't plan ahead. Just throw whatever to the wind and see what happens. Right? A couple of years before your kids get to be a junior in high school, spend all your money. Get rid of it all. Get some or, credit cards. Or hide it in the Caymans. Oh. Do something like that. Poor 952. Caymans. Leave them alone. It's KNST.